Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Friday everyone and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me. Uh, I know you know, yaddy yaddy, I, know, I get that, I know that, but I've still got to say it. In case, of course, people are tuning in and joining this podcast for the very first time, which a lot of you are, some of you, or maybe one of you, it doesn't matter. Numbers are irrelevant, just as long as you all enjoy it. And that seems to be what you're doing, especially with the breakfast show at the moment. Now, Sam Allardyce was on it yesterday morning, saying Newcastle boss Steve Bruce has done a great job at St. James's Park, but he's not sure why Rafa Benitez got the praise he did. And he said all of this to Alan Brazil, Steve Harmson, Harmy and Macca. McCoy's. At the moment, they are going to be a Premier League side um, ne- next season. Uh, I think Steve, in his first season, has uh, done a very, very good job considering he came in two weeks before the season started. Uh, there were lots of hoo-ha around um, whether he was good enough or not. Um, and I still don't understand why Rafa Benitez was was dear to be so good, Steve. I just don't understand it because mm. they played yeah, such I'm negative sure. football yeah. then. It, it was unbelievable. But there you go. Rafa did a great, great PR job on himself and, and now he managed the club yeah. at that time. Uh, we'll stay with Macca. No one calls him that apart from me. Ali McQuist was talking about the Scottish Premiership Football League situation or the SPFL to give it its acronym saying the situation is a complete mess. And he also explains Dundee's controversial vote. Yeah, that is a bit bonkers, actually. Complete and utter shambles. And uh, Dundee registered their vote um, at 4.48 before the 5 o'clock deadline. And seemingly, for some reason, unbeknown to a lot of people, the SPFL didn't receive their vote 12 minutes before close of play. However, they, they did receive... A message at five past five, seemingly in perfect legal terms, not telling them not to accept that vote. Yeah. So, some 17 minutes later. So, um, what I've heard is that they sent their message in a PDF and it went straight to one of the executives in their sort of spam or quarantine box and they didn't bother to look. Oh, uh, dear. I, I know. Alan, I know. You couldn't make well, you couldn't make up. So, um, all of a sudden, in that whatever it be 17 minutes Dundee have changed their mind and all of a sudden they don't want to vote no they're taking their time so what I would like to see and I'm, I think the vast majority of the country would like to see they were wondering who made the phone call to Dundee after 4.48 and before 
five minutes past five. Yeah, or so, even even a minute and five. Hold on, where's your vote? You know, you uh, last in, where is it? Alan, it's an absolute shambles. Now, James Savundra has caught up with Burnley captain Ben Mee. I say caught up with him. I mean, obviously, he didn't physically catch up with him because you can't get near, but you can't go out. You can't do anything. But I'm guessing it was sort of over the telephone or Skype or some other me. But anyway, what I'm trying to tell you is it was all done in the safety of their homes, I'm guessing. Anyway, this is me. Well, obviously not me. This is him. Not Ben, him. This is me. Ben, me. Anyway, on his defensive relationship with James Tarkovsky. You know, we've both played a lot of games together and I think it shows on the pitch that we, we have a really good understanding. So, yeah, I think the more games you play with someone, the more you're going to um, be able to sort of know how they play and understand them a bit more. And, and obviously Pope is, uh, we played a lot of games with Pope as well. He's come in and, and uh, adds, adds to it as well, which is, which is great. And yeah, we've managed to get a lot of consistency this year in regards to playing, playing games. And, and yeah, we've, uh, yeah, we've become a, a really good, good partnership, I think, and, I think we both enjoy playing with each other, which is nice. I imagine you've had your hands full of late, but you've had a bit of time to call some of the, the elder fans in the community. What's that been like? And have there been any highlights at all? Yeah, that was nice um, to, to give, give them a call. Um, you know, it's something I want to do more maybe. You know, if this is going to be extended a little bit longer, uh, it's going to be tough, for, especially for the elder people in, in, our, you know, in, in the town of Burnley. And uh, yeah, hopefully, it'd be, hopefully we can get through a few more and, and, and ring around a, a little bit and support them that, that, they, that really need it. And I think it's a, it's a tough time being at, in isolation on your own, and uh, especially if you're on your own, sorry. And, and uh, yeah, that little bit of support might, might do some good. Last time we spoke, we spoke about what you were watching on TV and you were just about to start Black Mirror on Netflix. So it's been a month or so since the end of, of the season as it is now. What have you been ticking off in terms of box sets over the last few weeks? Um, the box sets, we watched uh, You, um, finished the second season of that. Uh, we watched the, the Tiger one that everyone's been talking about, um, watched that one. And uh, yeah, we've been watching a few little things, uh, ones on BBC as well, there's a couple on there and stuff. And yeah, so I've, I've been trying to get a little bit of reading, but mainly, you know, the, the little man takes up a lot of the time throughout the day. The day goes so fast when you, you're playing with him and, and, and keeping him occupied most of the day. So, uh, yeah, that's taken up a lot of the time. Now, Jared Bowen joined Adrian and Goffey on drive time yesterday afternoon. The West Ham new boy discussed his move and also his dreams of following in the footsteps of two of his former whole teammates, Andy Robertson and Harold Maguire. Me and Robert used to train against each other all the time. Um, and Harry Maguire, we was, a, we was actually sat on the bench together. He wasn't playing much at Hull for the first, I think it was the first six months of the Premier League season. It was only, I think, when uh, Marco Silva came in in the second half of the season. He played him week in, week out before he got his move. But, you know, playing with those players, you can tell that, the, that they were good at the time. Um, and they're still only, still only young as well. Um, and the things they've gone on to go and do is, you know, unbelievable. You know, the Gates has got to a World Cup semi-final, Robbo's won the Champions League, you know, it's some real. I just want to try and follow in their footsteps just a little bit like that. Back now to the Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast Show and here's a story from Alan Brazil. A story of him trimming his bush, yep, after being let down by a farmer. It's a, a problem that a lot of us, of course, can relate to, having a, a big old bush and a farmer cuts it down, or doesn't, in 
the story coming your way. I won't spoil it, but that's basically what happens. I'm guessing. I'm not heard either. Let's listen together, shall we? God, you know what? I can hardly hold this microphone. My arms, honest, I think I feel I've just gone 12 rounds with, um, oh, with, with whoever you like, Lennox or Big Tyson. I got stuck in the hedge yesterday. I, I must take a picture of it later on. Oh, dear, it was 12 foot, now it's about 9 foot. The farmer's light is down, so we had a wee Listen. go yesterday. Oh, dear. Listen, I can't you You'll need to send me a picture of that hedge, Al. I've got you very creative. I've got my legs back as well. I've got got you very creative. Have you caught all these kind of swan shapes? Oh, where you go? (laughs) I tell you what, it's not exactly flat at the top, by the way. And it's five foot across, so I'd like to see you. Listen, Michelangelo couldn't make that hedge any prettier. Time now to check in with Jim White and Natalie Sawyer, White and Sawyer. Some people call it the mid-morning show. This is the former Liverpool and Chelsea defender, Glenn Johnson, on that mid-morning show, voicing his concerns. There'll be so many injuries if you cram the remaining games into just two days. Sorry, June and July, although it will feel like two days. Can't be done. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Can't be done. Scrap the season. For the players to be back playing in, what was it, about six weeks, they're going to need to be in full training latest in three weeks time the games almost every three to four days will be very tough um because obviously we've all seen um the injury ratios over the christmas period which is what four games in say 10 days problem is every game something happens whether it's just even a kick which restricts your move uh your your mobility for the game after and then you you gradually wear yourself down but to play every three days for five to six weeks will be very tough on anyone the lads can't just be thrown into a premier league game well not not just premier league any sort of top flight game so you just wouldn't be able to cope with it so i think at the absolute most two weeks you could cope with but like you say but that needs to be full training there's going to be points where you need to you need contact you need to get close to people and you need to get match ready so um, that's why I think this is the major factor of it we, they need to be back in training within enough time now the breakfast show we're also joined by the super middleweight champion of the world Callum Smith who wants to fight Billy Joe Saunders once we're out of lockdown Yeah, that's the one that makes the most sense, to be honest with you. We're both world champions, we're both Brits. It, it'll probably generate a lot of interest over the year. And it's a good fight, and he was supposed to fight Canelo Alvarez, May the 2nd. That's obviously not going to happen. Whether that gets postponed or whether he's missed his chance, we'll have to wait and see. But if that fight doesn't happen, then I think the next possible fight that makes the most sense is putting the two of us in together, and I'm sure it'll be a good fight. Ideally, I'd want, obviously, there's four world champions in each weight. I've got one of them. I'd like to fight one of the other ones. I'd like to not rank number one in the world, but I'd like to prove it by beating some of the other champions. And they're the fight I want. I believe some of them you know, can be made. As you said, there, I've got a very good promoter in Eddie Ayn and I'll be on the phone to him. They meant this is back to normal to secure me the biggest fights possible. I'm in the sport to, to see how good I really am. And I believe I'll only see that when I'm in against you know, some of the better names in the division. And staying with boxing on Saturday night, that's tomorrow night. Fight night is live from 8pm with Gareth A. Davis and that northern fella, Blackburn, so I can't remember. Anyway, they'll be joined by Ricky Hatton. How about that for a show? So make sure you tune in to Fight Night. That's live tomorrow night on TalkSport from 8pm. Back now to Goffey and Durham discussing their top five favourite free kicks of all time on drive time. Not their favourite free kicks on drive. They were discussing it on... Yeah, you get where I'm going with that. And it was the omission of Roberto Carlos's famous free kick against France by aid that really got them talking. Well, I mean, listen, he's obviously going to leave it out because it's, without doubt, one of the greatest free kicks of all time. Dear, dear, 
Well, I had to have it in aid. I'm sorry, Roberto Carlos. Um, I had it in as one of the, the, the best uh, goals um, I'd seen as well. And it, and, and it is. That's every time, um, it's, it's just, I still can't believe it went into the net. I know you're not a big fan of it, um, but it was in France in 97, 30 yards out. He absolutely charged like a rhino at the ball, at pace, outside of the left foot. He smashed it. It looked like he was going 10 yards wide. And somehow, and I still don't know how much, I've seen balls curl here, and I've seen them go both ways through the air, but this one curled back right into the corner. Um, the keeper had no chance whatsoever. I know you will come back and say the keeper was in the wrong position and he'd not moved, but no one moved. Not even his own teammates. They thought he'd absolutely fluffed it and it was just going to go into the crowd. But it curled back outside of the left boot. Oh, what a goal. Okay. okay, I understand why people like the goal, but it is bloke curls ball. I mean, that happens every single Sunday morning in parks up and down the what, country. What, were they outside of the boot? How many but people have do, you seen I, do that? It's, I'll tell you what, what it's like. It's like um, sometimes in, in, in life, in work, if you're really professional, you make absolutely sure, whatever it might be. So, for example, on a Saturday when I go to uh, a game, I always make sure I have a spare set of headphones, a spare lead, a spare this, a spare that, just in case whoever I'm, I'm there with, they're meant to bring the equipment, just in case they haven't got the equipment. I always make sure, right? Very often, 99 times out of 100, don't have to use it, but there's that one moment where you think, ah, that's why you do that every single week. Fabian Bartes should go and cover his post. I know the wall's there for a reason. But he absolutely should. Should, should I just leave it? Because I've said this before. Leave it. I've yeah. said this before. Leave it. It was um, a brilliant goal. This is Talksport Daily, and I'm Laura Woods. Now, uh, just a little note to my producer, Tom. He's written me the next line for the Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs link, but I think he's got it wrong. It says here Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs, and this is Andy's wife and hairdresser, Sue. I mean, obviously, Tom, our producer's got that wrong. There's no Andy Jacobs' wife would be on talk sport I mean I know she's a hairdresser probably a good one although Andy's not really got hair so I don't anyway I don't think she'll be on uh, just check that oh no she she was she was a guest on the show anyway let's listen to Hawksby and Jacobs and Jacobs Shark Olive on Twitter it said uh, uh, dear Sue my wife's first attempt at cutting hair not sure she likes me uh, can you recommend anything? Now, to try and explain what's gone on with Shark Olive, he's got a kind of very small tuft of hair. It's a bit taxi driver, Robert De Niro, but it's just a tuft. It looks it looks like the top of a pineapple. Um, and uh, Sue, have you have you had a look at this? Is there anything he can do with that, you think? Yeah, now, Sue, Paul's asking if there's anything you can do with Shark Olive. We've got him in front of us. You know, you quite like that one, didn't you? I did. Is, is his hair normally like that? Well, apparently yeah, not. He said his wife did it to him. What's his hair normally like? What's his wife done that's different His to wife him? did it to him. She likes it, that's why. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. a start then. So Shark Olive, it's, it's uh, probably not your real name. Just uh, think, leave it I as is. I agree that she doesn't like you. I think keep, it's good. Keep, keep that one going. Okay, we've got <laughs> another one. Do about it, another one except. here. Um, Stop talking Where's this one uh, come from? Where am I? My wife cut my hair, a number three all over last night. She tried to blend it. Not the best outcome. How do you blend it in? Needless to say, I'm wearing a cap for a while. And that was from Paul Ward. Thank you, Paul Ward. It's Paul Ward. It's this one. Oh, this one. But no, you can't blend that in. You have to do the whole back like that. 
And then when you get to the top of that section that's shaved practically, mm. use a number two or three up to the crown, three probably. Okay. That might blend it in a little bit. But apart from that, you just need to shave the whole back off basically. Oh, well, Paul, and get the old clippers out again. Well. You've got a nice voice. Have you ever thought of going into radio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nicer than Andy, I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Leo Perlman, the director of Sunderland Till I Die, was on the mid-morning show with JW, Nat and Glenn Johnson, work that out yourself, and said that Chairman Stuart Donald and CEO Charlie Methven were great to work with, but also made amazing telly. On the river where they used to build the boats By the harbour wall, the place you love the most Both Stuart and Charlie are honest and transparent to a fault. And I underline the word fault there. They made a lot of good decisions, and uh, along with everyone else, they made some bad decisions. And having a show like this made about them um, probably highlights some of, the, some of the, the, the less positive decisions that they made more than the others. I think that when they both came into the, to the job, into the roles, they made it very clear to the fans that they were going to have this honesty, this transparency, and they stuck to that. And, they, and that extended to us and the cameras um, and certainly became the centrepiece of this second series. For us, it made great television. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess the, the fans will read into it what they want. What I would say is that both of them came in with the best intentions and I think made decisions that they believed were, the, were in the best interest of the club. Uh, and retrospectively, maybe some of those could have, uh, could have gone a different way. And last, but by no means least, of course, it's my show, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm. Let me quickly tell you, before we have a, a listen back to the best bits from last month, let me quickly tell you that coming up on my show over the next couple of weeks, Ricky Gervais will be on the show for half an hour. Get that. Ricky Gervais, uh, Afterlife 2, is coming out, and he will be on the show with me talking, well, a bit of Afterlife, but we'll have some fun as well. Ricky Gervais on my show in the next couple of weeks. And also, coming up, We've got an incredibly famous boxer that's not been on TalkSport before, was involved in one of the fights of the century in the last decade. I've not heard him talk before, but I've sent a load of DMs out to a load of famous people, and one came back from this person, and he will be on the show hopefully also. I can't tell you who it is, but he will be on my show in the next couple of weeks as well. So lots of big names coming your way on Andy Goldstein's Sports Bar. Including, of course, last night, where we had Lee Sharp on the show. I don't even know if producer Tom's putting Lee Sharp in this little bit, but uh, hopefully he will, because Sharpie is an absolute legend. The other thing I've started, I've started doing a bit of meditating on the spiky mat. The other the spiky mat. All right. Okay. No, what's that? A spike? So what's a spiky mat? It's a it's a mat with like golf like golf spikes on, if you like, and you lie on it right. like acupuncture on your back, and I lie on that for twenty minutes, half an hour, and do a meditation, get away from everything for. A little bit. That just sounds like a very, very clever way of saying to the other half, I'm just going for a, me- a bit of meditation for 20 minutes, look after the kids. That's exactly what it is. You just lie there and <laughs> do nothing for 20 minutes, half an hour. Well, that's it for another podcast. Good work, everyone. Well done. I've enjoyed that. Let me give give a round of applause for everyone it's not just tonight but the whole week in fact if you've downloaded from day one collect all your coupons send them off to TalkSport and you get absolutely nothing because you can't get coupons when you download a podcast that's just a load of nonsense oh but I've done all of them don't care makes no difference to me just keep downloading them uh, that's it um, thank you so much for listening I'll be back on Sunday night from 9pm with the Trans Europe Express I think it's 9 it changed last week to 10 
only found out quite late. At the moment, it's 9pm, so make sure you join me for that. And, of course, I'll be back alongside the fun boy on Monday night from 10pm with more Sports Bar nonsense. In the meantime, have a good weekend. Keep your distance. Don't go out unless you need to. Wash your hands. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.